Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Wise content is content that incorporates search science, behavioral science, artificial intelligence, big data, and automated processes to make content that converts better and gets more attention. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar company. I'm also an award-winning content producer. I have had one piece of content bring me a seven-figure client. I have had one piece of content go viral and get me known as an artist artist with works in museums. I have had one piece of content get get featured as poetry on the Jumbotron in Times Square. And I've had one tweet get 50,000 signups for a startup within one hour. I have built my career on those moments of wise content. Now, I am a home run hitter type of guy, but I know that singles win the season. So I have taken my knowledge and have found skilled professionals to form a company called Galileo Tech Media. We focus on travel and destination companies, multiple location companies, B2B and e-commerce. Our top services are wise content, smart SEO, website monetization, and digital PR, which includes pub podcasting. You can read more about us at GalileoTechMedia.com and sign up for our informative newsletter that will let you know more about our upcoming episodes and uh, webinars. Our agenda today is about reporting for search engine optimization success, also known as SEO, SEO is a game of getting content to appear high in the results of search engines like Google for relevant words, known as keywords, that have the possibility of getting sales and or attention for companies, services, and products. So let's dive in. So SEO reporting is part of the general um, concept of marketing analytics. Uh, And, you know, marketers are very quick to espouse the importance of what they do, but it's actually very hard to back up their claims. Um, That, uh, you know, I think there was a recent report in the last couple of years from Forbes that that only 22% of marketers have a data-driven initiatives that, uh, that that actually are achieving any kind of significant results. And 74% of marketers can't report measure or report on how effective their efforts are on impacting the business. Um, We don't know whether that's from lack of resources or lack of knowledge or whatever, but it's still uh, huge statistics. If you can't really prove that you're improving, how do you actually know what you need to do to improve? Uh, One of the things we've worked on in SEOs is really trying to uh, Make it, a game, make it a game of measuring and then improving upon the results. So you have to have great statistics. Um, so marketing analytics are measurements of marketing efforts and successes. Uh, and it depends upon collecting data related to the actions and the journeys of your buyers, your customers. Uh, and this can, this can include things like uh, website traffic or Facebook lives uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, the ability to collect and aggregate and cl- collect this data um, allows you to get insights into what's working, 
uh, and what can be a return and what is the return on your investment. Um, so for marketing analytics to be useful, they need to be watched and measured. Um, and uh, it's important to know that marketing analytics for a single time frame can be useful, but they sort of lose relevance when you don't view them over a long period of time. It's like, you know, you'll get a lot of marketing consultants come to you and, you know, SEO people, especially who come and say, look, we grew 10% last quarter. But if you don't know that uh, you lost 20% in the last year and that the quarter, the same month last year was actually 20% higher, you might think you're being successful. So you have to do it within a, a time period and compare it against things. So you got to have, you have to have quarterly reviews. You have to have yearly reviews um, you know, and you, you, you have to know if there's certain anomalies that happen during periods. Like we had a client, uh, uh that had a dip in, uh, that had a, you know, uh, that had showed growth over a period of time. But when we actually looked at it, we saw that they'd had a dip in traffic for most of the period, but they had this huge surge at one point. And that turned out to be, uh, fake traffic. There's these, there's these bad actors out there that will sometimes send fake traffic to sites for various purposes. A lot of times to get them to get you to notice their URL and, and perhaps go and you know, do something with them, buy, buy traffic, which I don't know why anybody would do. Um, but once you filter, you're able, but you're luckily with analytics, you know, in the, in the programs that you use today, you can filter out that traffic and not be damaged. You can then have views of it that is, um, that, uh, that is truthful. Um, you know, another thing is, is that analytics and reporting gives you perspective. It allows you to insight into your status quo. If you have 2000 monthly view viewers, growth to 10,000 monthly viewers within a month or two or three is unlikely. All right. That's, that's a 400% increase. It's just not really going to happen unless you have some huge and unlikely viral event. Uh, but you know what? You can make a realistic uh, growth pro pro projection of, say, 4,000 monthly viewers if you have been seeing a good quarterly doubling in of your, of your, um, of your um, traffic over the last few quarters. Um, same thing uh, with social media. You can, you can make projections that are realistic on what likes will be and stuff like that. Um, so it's important to understand that uh, the analytics are critical to, uh, to your marketing efforts. Now, um, SEO reporting focuses on you know, the effects, of, uh, uh, effects on the, the tactics and results of search engine optimization. It's a critical result and really it's a um, critical role in developing your entire digital marketing strategy because SEO really impacts almost everything that you do online. So collecting the right data, knowing how to sort and understand the information can you know, help you bring, um, you, know, what, you can know what efforts bring customers uh, and what areas need improvements. Um, so it becomes, a, so the reports become a critical part of your SEO strategy and by extension, a critical part of all your digital marketing strategy. Um, so, um, so brands that do SEO reporting in-house, um, tend to have a better under idea of where their customer, what their customers like and respond well to. 
and what they do not. Um, so you can, you can, if you're, if you were, if you were into the analytics, other than just getting you know, traffic results and things like that from an external consultant, you can know which topics and type of content attract more engaged customers uh, and lead to higher number of conversions. So reporting will the reporting that you understand at the at the at your company level that's internally your company or with a very tight partnership that gives you those kind of insights is critically important because you can make um, a real great understanding uh, of, of your customers. Um, and then you, then you as a company, because content, the wise content grows really organically from your company and you can then direct that growth in a way that your customers are wanting more of. Um, and you, you will also be able to detect trends of what's happening in the marketplace much easier by having great SEO reporting. Uh, you will see that, you know, like say right now in travel, as opposed to people going to Europe, more people want local travel. They want to go within 150 miles or 300 miles. You'll see them instead of search, searching for hotel rooms, they might be searching for cabins in the mountains. Uh, you know, you, you, you see these trends ba- that you don't necessarily know that are happening um, because you're looking at, at, the, at the, the statistics. You're looking at what's, the, what's growing, what's not growing. So, um, so it's, it's important to have great SO, SEO reporting. Um, so what, is the, what, are the, what, are the, what are the reporting metrics to understand um, your success? And, and, and to get insights into SEO. Um, so you will, you, will, um, you know, the, the most fundable, the first fundamental thing is, is how successful you are uh, at bringing in leads and then how those leads convert into customers. In, in an e-commerce situation, that's, that's almost immediate. The lead comes in and they're buying. Right, but in a B two B space, it could be they come in as a um, a lead, and you get some contact information, and then you have to nurture them a different way. But maybe you do some remarketing, and they come back again, and and you and you get them. Um, in travel, there's there's something called micro moments, and they you know where they're 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 dreaming and they're doing some things to you know to find out where their dreams might be fulfilled then they're planning and then they're buying and then they're expressing satisfaction uh, and and they and they buy in the experience so you know there's lots of different uh, places where you're measuring success you're measuring how how effective you are at bringing the people in in, in that point in time and then how you're converting them into the next stage of the buying process um, uh, you also want to, um, you want, you'll want to understand how well people, it encourages people just to visit and engage. So they might not be becoming, uh, customers right now. They might not be a lead right now, but you want to know how well your site is engaging to visitors. Are they looking to read? Are they looking to, you know, are they staying on the site? All these factors are important, not only because it's great for your brand, you know, it increases the, the you know, the awareness of your brand. The search engines measure that. They measure engagement, you know, whether, you know, people are engaged by your content or not. Um, so you need to, you know, track that kind of engagement. Um, 
you know, you have to know your sales funnel. How are they actually getting to you? How are they actually, um, um, how are they actually go, you know, coming back to you? You know, what are the stages of your funnel? A lot of times people measure funnels is that the people are doing, you know, they have awareness, they have a problem, they're doing research on how to solve the problem. Then they start comparing solution providers. Then they get into a negotiation phase. Then they get into a purchase phase. And then they get into a uh, a satisfaction phase, and 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 where they do reviews and things. And you need to measure. And and every business, you know, every type of business might have different variations on that funnel. And you need to be measuring and understanding that funnel and how people are performing in all aspects of that. Um, so. Um, you know, various kinds of uh, metrics in each, each of those stages and types of content you'd be looking at is, you know, the traffic that's happening, you know, how your content is ranking, you know, how it's getting shared in social media. Um, then you will, as they move through the funnel, you want to be making sure you, you know, you, you see the engagement rates, you know, how often people return, you know, how many people actually become followers on social media so then, you know, then you look at when they're at the point of they've become um, official leads. How, how many? How many are they doing non-purchase conversions? You know, whether now they're they're looking into emails and, and you're sending emails to them because now they're official leads, and and whether the open rates, you know, how many emails you sent to, whether their actions based upon the emails that they're taking. Then what is your per- purchase conversion rate and your average per- purchase size per customer? Um, and then you can use all this information to develop a, a picture of the financial va- value of your leads uh, working backwards. You know, your conversion rate will let you know how many leads you need to secure per customer on average. Then to calculate the value of each leads to input into SEO reporting. Using the value of the lead, you can start to generate numbers that will tell you the value of your various SEO efforts. And then the concrete estimates can be used then to determine the SEORI. And, and your more profitable executions in your SEO reporting. So you can determine what type of content you need to do more of uh, to uh, get more valuable customers and more valuable out of your efforts. Um, so while these core metrics will give you a far better idea of how your SEO and your content throughout the funnel, funnel performs, you can also track other metrics for SEO approach that will provide value in uh, valuable insights into the standing of your content. Um, for example, it's, it's, it's good to track backlink acquisition. Uh, that, is, uh, that, that is getting links from other sites back to your site. Um, backlinks are sort of a vote uh, that the search engines count about the quality of your site and the authority of your site and that piece of content. Um, and so it, 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 th- those are signals to Google, uh, which I use as the default expression for Google and all those search engines because others are, are important as well. Um, uh, it, it's how Google and the search engines get important information about what your content is, is about and how important it is because they use the context of what people are linking from to you to understand you better. Um, uh, and you can, that's something, there's a lot of reporting tools out there allow you to track the backlinks. And you can also look at things like growth, velocity of growth. You know, you can look at, um, you know, how you, how the types of links balance and compare that to your competitors. These are all very important metrics to understand. Um, 
Um, as you implement changes to your SEO, strategy, your SEO strategy, you will want to closely track um, your SEO reports before and after the, 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 the execution, the changes that you make to engage the impact. This is where you learn to understand um, if um, your, um, your, um, your results are going to be good. So I'm going to, um, I realize I got to take a break now, right now. I got caught up in my own, uh, my own speech and I'll come back and we'll talk more about the impact of SEO initiatives. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast, where we're talking about SEO reporting and how that helps your growth. Um, so I was uh, talking about, you know, how long, uh, uh, talking on the subject of how long it takes to see impact of SEO in initiatives. And, um, and a lot of that uh, is really, it's is about how well you're measuring, <laughs> um, how well you, um, you know, can gauge the impact of what, what's going on. You know, one of the things that I do, and you know, being a, a CEO of a company, I'm, I'm not exactly, the, you know, your typical CEO that takes just a totally strategic viewpoint uh, because I've had great success in the past of getting home runs on such a big scale. I, I still roll up my sleeves and get involved. So this week I've actually um, been making certain changes to pages on some sites. Um, and that's great. I do that. But in the past, I would, you know, in the long distance past, I would have just done that and then waited around and see if something happened and then hope that that was the reason it happened is because of my change. And if it was, if it was, I would take credit for it. If it didn't, I would say, well, something else happened. Well, that's not how you really build a business. You know, that's how you have home runs and the home runs are great, but to really build a business, you got to play singles ball and that's measuring. So I actually, we actually use a um, platform called Bright Edge, which allows us to document page events, which means that we document when we do something to a page, and then we can measure rankings and you know, positions and traffic and things before we did something and after we did something. Uh, therefore, you know whether you actually had an impact or not. Um, and if you, I mean, if you're not going to use an enterprise system, which is fine um, because it can be expensive you know we you know we managed to do it so we can give all our clients an account but um, you can do things just as simple as a spreadsheet say on this date we did this and then you can go and you know say use something like google analytics and see what was happening before and what was happening after um, so um, it's uh, it's it's important to be doing this kind of measurement now if you make changes to your site um, as a side note, this is something I, I always like to tell people, ask Google to recrawl your site. And you can do that in search, you know, something called Search Console, which Google allows you to do it. Um, um, and particularly if you have a small site, because Google's not going to re-index it very often. So if you change something, you know, if you're on a 30-day recrawl but, you know, budget, and you, if you don't tell them to recrawl it, then your, re, your page of it really happens 30 days later. So um, you know, yeah. Smaller sites definitely go and ask if you do a major change to your um, site to have it recrawled, or you know, or even the page recrawl, 
recrawled um, so that uh, your reports can reflect some, you know, some sort of relevant and, and important data around the date that you've done something. Um, but don't ask all the time because they do have a quota on the number of times you can ask for recrawl. So, you know, do it when you really do something important for a page and that you want to measure. Um, so you, you definitely want to watch your progress after you've done changes. Um, so the rate at which you see progress in your SEO analytics report will depend upon a few factors. Uh, and that includes who you, who you, whom you, um, you compete with. Um, uh, and the authority of your domain as a whole, all right? So how important are you? Um, and, and, but generally, if you make changes, you can see some positive effects within a, uh, within a few weeks. Um, it might not immediately jump to page one, but you can start moving them up and then do further changes. I have, believe it or not, have seen changes happen within 10 minutes after requesting a re-index of a page. And that's because we've done things that Google really wants people to do. Like, you know, when they wanted, you know, when they want schema to really be implemented, they'll sometimes prioritize it. And so you go and put a schema on a page and boom, bam, within 10 minutes, they put you up on page one. Um, so, um, so, you know, again, knowing what you did and when it occurred and then being able to show that in reporting is important. Um, if you don't see changes within a few weeks after making updates, you should look to see if there's anything else holding your back. Uh, and you can do that again with your SEO reporting. We'll go through a little bit more about what SEO reporting will tell you so that you can know what things might to look for. Um, an example, you might have a robots.txt file on your, you know, your site, and that would be in the root, root directory of your site that says... Uh, gives crawling instructions to uh, search engines. It might be faulty. It might actually say, don't uh, index something, you know? Uh, so, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's, not a, that's not as uncommon as you think. If you have a WordPress site, there is a setting in the reading, set, uh, under settings, there's reading for the blog. And there's a setting at the bottom that says, basically don't let the search engines index your site. Don't let them view it. And many people, when they launch a new site, leave that thing on and they can't figure out why their search site is not being uh, indexed by Google. Um, so, but again, the, the length of time can be impacted greatly by how the authority of your site and how important you are to the other site in relative relation to the other sites that are ranking for the keywords you're trying to get. Um, so, um, so, you know, if you, if you, when you're monitoring a report um, and you see success, if you start to drop, don't panic, all right? There's another thing. You can go look at your, your, your pages, but there's always going to be a, a, a flow to search engines and search engine optimization. And, you know, the seasonal things can affect you. D demand can affect you, um, you know, um, they it, it also seems that they will prioritize things at different times. And 
so you you can you, you, basically when you drop, just go and look at first. Sir, there's nothing wrong with your site. Then go look and see who replaced you, and see if they've done something new or different, um, and analyze their page and see if you can take ideas from them and implement them better. Um, and then you know go and then see if that'll bring you back up. If you see a dramatic drop, then you really need to go and see. Um, to see if there's been a huge update, you know, search the the SEO uh, blogs and, and journals and things like that to see if there's any documentation of a big update that's been going on. Right now, this is um, this is being recorded in June of 2021, and there is the core vitals update going on from now until August, which is emphasizing page speed. Uh, and we anticipate a lot of sites having problems in their rankings because they no longer qualify for fast sites or have the engagement of speed that uh, the engagement metrics that Google's wanting to see. So you should look into that if you're having problems now or in the coming you know, few months. All right. Another thing about SEO reporting is to um, they put it in the context of your um, – your uh, organization. And we will talk about that um, when we get back. Howdy. Hello, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. Uh, and I'm talking about SEO reporting. Um, now, with all marketing analytics reporting, and especially SEO, because it's often the most misunderstood aspect of digital marketing, um, is to understand that you're going to have to present this within the context of an organization. All right. Uh, and you have you generally are always going to have to be convincing others in your organization about the value of your SEO efforts. And really, if you're doing any kind of the wise content efforts, whether you're embedding behavioral science into wise content or using big data or, you know, or um, any of the things that you might do to make content perform better, it, it can always be called into question. So you need to have reporting that will convince people that it's working. Um, and, you know, uh, especially in things like user experience, you know, uh, you know, design, things like that. Now, there's AI programs and things like that that are going to, you know, gonna bring in big data. We've had some shows on that to help you, you know, prove that that a priority. But after the fact, how do you demonstrate that what you did is what had the effect? So you want to tell a story. All right. But you always want to understand you're telling a story with your reporting. Um, and the story has to be. Um, focus based upon who you're delivering to, you know, um, the C-suite will want to see, uh, the C-suite will want to see reporting related to revenue. And while someone in sales or product marketing may want to see information on leads earned or on their designated, you know, more tactical things. Uh, we use a platform called Bright Edge, which I mentioned before, and they have a whole story builder feature. That really makes it easy to create these eye-catching clear reports that will emphasize your, your chosen statistic. Now, if you, um, if, uh, I, one of the most important is the C-suite, I think, you know, because um, they're, they're the ones that, you know, or 
or the you know very high up in the marketing chain on larger corporations um, that you you got to prove that you're moving the needle all right so you want to have these really great dashboards that you can make into reports uh, and then give them um, high level things now what do CEOs want in a report uh, there's actually some um, survey data that's been uh, done um, at, and, and basically 69% of the top professionals uh, want to see an increase in sales and revenue as, as the uh, um, as a marketing metric so you want to be really focused on sales and revenue um, you want to see they want to see um, increase in customers um, then they'll want to see things like uh, new leads, um, um, and then um, then it gets down to more ta you know tactical sort of stuff like the cost conversion rate and marketing. All right, um, um, so um, and they want to see this reporting fairly uh, frequently. Um, at this point, they're probably in the thirty almost a thirty percent range for wanting monthly monthly reporting uh and, and even the 25 percent they want weekly reporting on these kind of things um so so it's really about driving business outcomes um so you want to um so you want to start and she's want to start thinking about search and social media in a business terms and take into account the cost of the product or service of product or service and the margin the average order and life cycle um, the product, the life cycle of the customer and the orders over time, the budget needed to make an impact, the ideal and actual cost per acquisitions. All these can be factored into your reporting uh, and tracking um, and, and where it's driving value. Um, so um, so if you so you want to set up your dashboards with the CEO and some dashboards and, and reporting with the CEO in mind. And then you're going to have the lesser, the people lesser in the food chain that are going to want to see, you know, things like rankings and, you know, links and audits and you know, a number of things. And we'll go into some of that in just a minute. All right. Um, so, so what are the types of, um, uh, aspects of SEO reporting that we want, you, you want to consider in general um, th that you're going to need on a regular basis to do to these, uh, to, for these people that are actually in charge of managing uh, the SEO. And you're going to be doing, you're going to be reporting on content keywords and rankings. You're going to be reporting on link building. You're going to be reporting on your technical SEO. And then you're going to bring it all together in some sort of stories. Uh, that makes sense to people. So when you're when you're reporting for um, content and keywords and rankings, um, you um, it um, it's um, it's um, it's it, it, this this is really about you know the sort of the general the general nuts and bolts with every, everybody's going to be familiar with content 
um, keywords and rankings. It's sort of the most approachable, easily understood stuff of SEO. And so everybody's gonna wanna see these reports. Uh, so it's important to have these and it should be, uh, have uh, comprised at, at a glance findings that uh, let everybody know um, instantly where they stand. So you're gonna have simple things like which goals were met, like, you know, did, did certain keywords grow in rankings? Which ones missed the mark? Did the uh, conversion rates on a piece of content go down? Uh, what are the discrepancies that need to be considered? Uh, and and then uh, and then you can have a, then you should have a summary of of you know what um, uh, what were the most important findings. Um, then you're gonna have you know then you're gonna have you're gonna have in this um, in this um, content report. You're going to need uh, something called a search intent keyword analysis. Um, user intent varies greatly among searches. Knowing what they mean when they search for different phrases uh, or when they add specific adjectives or pronouns can make all the difference. So an, essay, an SEO report should include all applicable analysis of the keywords that are bound through the reporting period as well as their intent. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not just every keyword and, and be black and white about keywords. We want to report most importantly the ones that have the intention of becoming customers. Um, so you have to think about what, they are, what their intent is and think creatively about what they actually meant by their searches. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not just the phrase itself. It's it, not, not just the keyword itself, but the phrase. When people search for pizza, 90% of the time, they're wanting to find a pizza delivery place near them, all right? They're not looking for the recipe for pizza, and they're not looking for how to cook a pizza. Uh, they're looking for pizza to be delivered to them. But if they, so if, you, if you're, you're tracking, if you're a delivery place, that's great. But if you're doing cooking classes for pizza, that's meaningless, all right? So you're wanting to make sure that you have intent in your keywords, and that would be pizza cooking class, how to make a pizza. You know, you're gonna be looking for these longer phrases and you're wanting to be tracking those and not how well you're ranking for pizza because you're probably not even gonna show up for pizza. Um, so, you know, understanding the, that you're reporting on keywords with intent is more important than reporting on keywords. And that's a story that you're telling uh, to the people that you're reporting to. They might say, well, why aren't we ranking for pizza? And you can tell them why you're not even bothering measuring for pizza because it would be meaningless to be ranking for that. Um, you can also segment, there's a whole science about keywords and whether they're transactional, informational, commercial, or where they are in the purchase process. In travel, we also look at what we call memorable tourism experiences, words, you know, whether they evoke seven ev evocative emotions that people are looking to have a memorable travel experience that becomes a flash mold memory in their mind. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's important to have that kind of reporting uh, aspects to what you're doing in your uh, SEO reports. You want to also talk about what's called the SERP features or uh, what Google calls the decorated search results. Uh, so, you know, when you're in the search engine, you search for something, you see these little boxes that are knowledge panels, or you see answers appear among your search results, or you see stars, 
or you see, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, featured snippets, you see all sorts of things. It's called the knowledge graph. You want to be tracking where you are appearing all of those because all of those make your, your, your engagement metrics for search much greater. So not only if you're, do you appear for terms, are you decorated? Are you showing up in these features? Have you done the right things to make sure you're showing up in these features? Those are important to track and to report upon um, because those are um, a critical part of your success in search engine optimization. Um, so then you want to then you want to translate you know rankings and traffic based upon those keywords into revenue. You know, and that again goes to, um, you know, if these keywords are ranking, how much conversion does that lead to? How much clients does that lead to? How much, you know, revenue from per client does that lead to? So then rankings can then translate into revenue. And the rankings should be, the revenue should be done as a whole, not for each individual term, because you get into that, each, you know, it's, it's not about individual terms. It's about the, the number of terms that you rank for and the, um, and the quality of the terms that you rank for so that you can understand how you're doing. So you measure as a whole. Getting obsessed about one particular search term is not going to benefit you. Um, and then um, and you want to... Um, when you're reporting, you've got to consider that content marketing, which is going to be is what the, some some other people are going to be doing, is this, is actually intertwined with SEO. Um, so, what is the content that's going to be in the site? How is it going to be shared? What is it going to be used for? You know, what is trying to be viral? All these things really affect the SEO, and the SEO on in the, uh, in the in, on the other hand will will be uh, important about whether the um, the uh, content success. So you want to know which pages are highly trafficked and uh, which pages are getting the most organic search results, which content is form performing the best. You also report upon how well optimized the pages are. Um, you know, what is it correlating to increased organic traffic? <coughs> You're going to also measure for these all these all this content, the core keywords um, and. Uh, conversion rates, engagement metrics. And finally, you're going to be doing, you're going to, you're going to be using SEO to suggest to the content marketing people and, 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 and overall in general, what should there's, where's the opportunity for future content? What traffic generates the most high value metrics? Uh, which, uh, what, which, uh, which high search volume keywords don't you have content for? Uh, and which, which content you have too many similar pages and need to consolidate one. You know, the problem, the one thing to be aware of is you have content that doesn't perform well, it brings the whole site down and you want to start consolidating pages. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about link building and technical SEO reporting. Uh, and, uh, and then we uh, will be done for the day. Hi, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast, and we're talking about SEO reporting. So uh, uh, we're going to we talked about content. We talked about reporting the CEO. 
we want to talk about uh, link building, what you should be, uh, some things you should be aware of. One of the things is you're basically going to be reporting uh, how important the links are uh, that you are getting. You're going to be reporting how they balance uh, compared to your competition uh, and, you know, whether they're relevant and important links. Um, and then what's the ROI of your link building efforts? Because you can pay and spend, have spend that hour, many hours going out and reaching out to get links. And there's multiple ways to do that, but that's another story. Um, so every SEO tool out there, whether it's Bright Edge or Moz or, um, you know, Ahrefs or SEMrush, create an authority figure for the domains based upon how important they think they are. So you want to have the more important uh, domains that you can get linked to you. So you're going to report presenting the domain authorities of the links that you're getting, uh, but you're also going to be report, um, you know, the, the balance, like how many of the small, you know, small authority, how many of the mid authority, how many large authority, you know, uh, that you're getting. And, and that balance can be compared against competitors to see if you are missing something against the top ranked ones. It's a great way to know where you need to put some efforts into. Um, and, uh, and the types of links, whether they're follow, no follow, you know, you know, and uh, whether they're images or text or any number of things, all this is, you know, is, can be reported on and it, it gives a good tactical picture of how well your link building efforts are happening. You also want to do, you know, you're going to have a velocity, how fast you're building links. If you're building too fast, that's going to be a problem. Um, if you're building too slow, you're never going to get anywhere compared to your competition. It's all relative. You also want to keep track of how many links you've lost and how many have you acquired. If you're losing more than you acquired, then you're playing a losing game. Uh, and then anchor tech relatives. You want to know, um, one, that the anchor text is either relative or, uh, or you know, um, or not, whether it's branded or not, whether it's un, un, you know, a click here or not. And again, you need to have a balance of those. If it's all highly relevant, you know, specific keyword-based links to you, search engines sort of figure out that that's your buying links, and you don't want to have that. So you want to have a good mix. So, um, so, but you also want to know if the anchor, if the if the if the links, if you can, are in context-relevant uh, content that's linking back to you, uh, and then figuring out the ROI, um, you know, of of um, it's it, there can be something of a, a difficult thing. So if you could do link building in a, in a vacuum with nothing else that you're doing the site, you can start figuring out how many links lead to increased conversions and things like that. But usually you're not. Um, but um, so, so you want to focus on what goes on to earning into links and the cost, the direct uh, cost of doing that, the hours and things. Um, but and then start figuring out, you know, um, if you're getting if, you know, a good way to uh, understand the value of a link is if you are getting a link from a high quality site, you're going to get referral traffic and referral traffic is valuable traffic that you can then use as a measure of how well that link is, is done for you. And it's a good good place to put some value on links that you've got. Um, next, I want to talk about technical SEO. Um, you should be auditing your sites um, at least quarterly, if not monthly. Um, there are a lot of technical factors 
that can that can destroy your SEO in a site. And it's like, uh, you know, not having uh, incorrect robots duck text can totally destroy you. Uh, you know, not having when you change URLs or if you move pages and don't do the right redirects so that you pass the, you know, the value of the SEO to another another page. These things can be de- really detrimental, if not catastrophic to your SEO results. You know, um, you know, there's, there's, there can be duplicate content. There can be missing pages. There can be, you know, um, broken uh, links. There can be um, any number of things on your site. There could be paid speech, lots of page speed issues. Uh, you can be missing meta tags, meta titles. You can be missing H1 tags. Uh, you can have a lot of duplicate H1 tags. You can have a lot of duplicate meta, meta tags. You can have no schema or the schema could be broken. Um, you can, you know, you can, uh, you know, there, there's just a, a, a lot of things that can happen in a good uh, SEO tool uh, can do crawls every site, all of them, Bright Edge, Ahrefs, SEMrush, you know, um, uh, Deep Crawl, uh, Leaping Frog are all good uh, systems to go and, you know, get a good, um, a good um, uh, crawl of your site to know what the issues are and do recommendations. Um you want to um, you want to make sure um, you know you, you, that you have you know there's things like canonical RULs you know um, status codes you want to be minifying minifying images in JavaScript so having a good SEO report on your technical issues is incredibly important uh, especially with with the sites with a large uh, site and you could have a dramatic impact with the technical SEOs. So, you know, like I said, we've had great success doing things like schema on a, a page and just seeing the, the rankings just jump. Um, you know, you got to, you know, one of the things that you got to do when you are doing SEO reporting is you've got to prioritize um, the tech, the technical and the, all the issues that you might be, be, be. And you, you need to um, set your prioritization based upon the, your, the, your goals uh, and, and the site. Um, and, and so they can have uh, different issues. Uh, technical issues tend to be important for all sites. Uh, but whether you go out and get more links or you build more content or you do content pruning, you know, really depends upon the type of kite. So you have to, you have to create a priority list because you can't do everything. So SEO reporting also creates a priority list of what needs to be done to improve the site. Um, and it also that, and it also depends upon what resources are available to do what, unless it's an emergency SEO is a, a, can be a long game and you can have time to fix things, but you need to prioritize them based upon also who's going to actions are necessary and the resources it's going to take. Um, we'll give you some, uh, some great, uh, some great tools to look at. Uh, I've mentioned a few of them, but you know, there's SiteLiner out there um, that is a um, that uh, that finds duplicate content in your site and, and broken links and ranking and redirection porting. There's Rival IQ. It's a social media anal- marketing anal- analytics that gives you uh, 
uh, some competitive edge with SEO reporting tools and other content marketing tools. It, it pulls out information relative to competitors to help with social insights and tune your online strategy. Social is important for SEO. That buzz does a lot of things for you. Of course, Google Analytics. You better have Google Analytics to set up on your site. You need to have Google Tag Manager uh, set up. Um, to uh, manage all the JavaScript that you're going to be putting into your site. You need to have a search console set up and you need to have it set up also integrated with your analytics. These are important. There's also a Google Data Studio that can be a great asset if you learn how to use it because you can pull in information from a lot of different uh, data sources besides Google's data sources uh, to make pretty sophisticated uh, reporting. SEM Rush is a great tool. It's a total SEO platform, um, and it has some great SEO reporting capabilities. Moz is one of the oldies and the goodies that has a lot of different tools for doing SEO reporting. It also has a lot of great education resource. There's something uh, that's Growth Bar is an SEO reporting tool that analyzes keywords and competitors and backlinks. And Ahrefs is one of my favorites too. Um, and it's got a powerful reporting tool. And then there's KW Finder, which is a, a reporting tool um, with uh, a lot of good, uh, good aspects. Some enterprise ones um, that are, you know, to get into AI and get into real advanced things with uh, that uh, we, we, we love to use um, are important uh, for, um, for, you know, bigger companies and companies that want to have really sophisticated SEO. And we use Bright Edge, which we think is the number one, but there's also Dot Botify, Conductor, and SEO Clarity. And I recommend you go take a look at those. This has uh, been uh, the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. Uh, I appreciate you all for coming. You can read, read more about us at wisecontentcreateswealth.com. Look at my company, Galileo Tech Media, Galileo Media Tech, uh, Galileo Tech Media .com. And I uh, urge you to go to talkradio.nyc to find more about this podcast network. They have lots of live podcasts that, um, that uh, are great for um, your listening pleasure. And I'll see you next week, Friday, one to two. Um, and we'll have another great show.